Welcome to episode 32 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, Fragolinas. That's Italian for little strawberries. <laughs> Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 32, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of June 2022. And AI Knowledge Corner! So, spent the last couple of weeks preparing for the big jubilee, the 70-year celebration of Queen Elizabeth II being in charge of the British. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as busy as what I thought, but I did a few street parties and stuff like that. And then after I got this show done and run around taking care of a few things, I'm going on holiday on Wednesday. So, off to sunny España, brushing up on all my Spanish lingo, on all my linguos. Our first news item is Amazon AI is spying bigger than suspected. It looks like Amazon vans that are delivering packages to customers are equipped with AI camera system that is spying not just on Amazon customers, but also on passers-by. Some quotes from related article. Amazon has an HD camera system capturing 360 degrees of all activity in your neighborhood. It has the ability to detect faces and ID people, and it could be scanning for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth devices. The real kicker here is that even if you want nothing to do with Amazon or even order from them under assumed ID and pick up at lockers, they're still in your neighborhood with surveillance tech. Your neighbors install their ring doorbells and some of your neighbors invite them into the neighborhood to film you daily. If you didn't install a ring doorbell and don't order from Amazon, too bad. They are going to be able to violate your privacy whether you sign an agreement or not. They may be telling the drivers that they will be careful with the info that they collect about drivers, but they say nothing and don't answer to anyone about how they use the trove of data they collect every day from cameras alone. If I hop off of the Marta downtown and an Amazon van rolls by with cameras, I don't expect privacy. But that is much different than a van coming down your dead-end road or private road to serve a neighbour and being caught up in their digital surveillance. It's hard to know exactly what they are gathering, but at least we know that they are capable of collecting and can try to develop ideas to counteract their efforts. I'm in full support of counteracting any effort, ever, all the time. Counteract them all. Secondly, Doll E Mini available for everybody to try out. Doll E is an artificial intelligence program that creates images from textual descriptions. It uses a 12 billion parameter version of the GPT 3 transformer model to interpret natural language inputs and generate corresponding images. 
While access to full Dolly service is not easy and requires access to OpenAI website, somebody has created mini version of Dolly that is available for everybody to try out and is available at the following link: huggingface.co forward slash spaces forward slash d a l l e hyphen mini forward slash d a l l e hyphen mini, or with URL shortener, tinyurl.com forward slash ai cooking one. Well, that's handy. We tried various phrases, and the results in the form of a series of images are sometimes good, like for the phrase Pomeranian cloud computing, but sometimes not so good, like the phrase King of Kent. One needs to be inventing to get good results, but we have seen some interesting imagery coming from that AI. Oh, you've, you've got me all, all a flutter now. I want to see what it says. Well, what it does with King of Kent? I want to see it. Show me the money. Thirdly, facial recognition search engine apocalypse is coming. Kashmir Hill, reporting for the New York Times, quote: For twenty ninety nine a month, a website called Pim Eyes offers a potentially dangerous superpower from the world of science fiction: the ability to search for a face. Finding obscure photos that would otherwise have been as safe as the proverbial needle in the vast digital haystack of the internet. A search takes mere seconds. You upload a photo of a face, check a box agreeing to the terms of service, and then get a grid of photos of faces deemed similar, with links to where they appear on the internet. The New York Times used pim eyes on the faces of a dozen Times journalists with their consent to test its powers. Pim eyes found photos of every person, some that the journalists had never seen before, even when they were wearing sunglasses or a mask, or their face was turned away from the camera in the image used to conduct the search. End quote. Pim Eyes is a new company offering such service, but we reckon more is coming, and probably there will be regulation by governments to protect privacy of citizens, or maybe governments are too busy with other issues like inflation, pandemics, and World War Three to bother regulating it. Anyways, the privacy of your face, dear listener, is probably about to disappear if it was ever there in the first place. Fourthly. Robotic stock trading is popular upon asking question: What is the difference between Wealthfront and Robinhood? We have received. It's not an apples to apples comparison. Wealthfront is a robo advisor meant to compete with traditional financial advisors via algorithm-based schemes. Robo advisors are now a common product, as well with large investment firms Vanguard, Schwab, Fidelity, etc., all have similar offerings. Robinhood is a broker for making direct investing accessible to the masses, allowing easy access for people to buy fractional shares with whatever dollar money is in their pocket. 
a gambler's tool, in my humble opinion. Since many commercial podcasts are now running ads of Wealthfront, we thought it would be worth mentioning what it actually is. Does Wealthfront use artificial intelligence? Indeed, Wealthfront uses AI in some ways that other robos don't. The client's answers to a risk assessment questionnaire are translated into a customized investment portfolio of cash and exchange-traded funds or ETFs via AI. I can't see how any of this is going to further increase the divide in the wealth gap. Fifthly, elderly New Yorkers to get robots to help relieve loneliness. New York state officials will distribute robots to hundreds of elderly residents, saying that digital companions will remind them to take their medication, help contact loved ones, book an Uber ride, and even engage in small talk and crack jokes. <laughs> oh, if you're old and in New York state, run, run far away now, do whatever you can, escape. <laughs> What a terrible place for an old person. The New York State Office for the Aging, or NYSOFA, NYSOFA, will deliver the machines to the homes of 800 older adults as a way to combat the growing problem of loneliness, state officials said. Greg Olson, Greg like that, strong name, the director of NYSOFA, NYSOFA, told The Verge that the state will hand out robots called... LQ, which is manufactured by Israeli tech firm Intuition Robotics. LQ is described as a more proactive version of Siri or Alexa. Many features attracted us to LQ. That is a proactive tool, remembers interactions with the individual, focuses on health and wellness, stress reduction, sleep, hydration, etc. Olsen told the tech site. It focuses on what matters to individuals, memories, life validation, interactions with friends and families, and promotes overall good health and well-being. LEQ is a two-part machine that is attached to a base. One part consists of a face that is shaped similarly to a lamp. The face which is outfitted with a microphone and speakers, lights up and swivels to face people with whom it is interacting. The other part is a touchscreen tablet, which is capable of making video calls as well as display pictures and information. Yeah, just, just get out of there. Just quick as you can. Anyone, all the humans, they should be getting out of that place. After what happened with sending the elderly people back to the... Care homes, uh, it's just not a good track record, is it, recently? Sixthly, new AI stuff at Microsoft's Build 2022 conference. Ooh, new AI stuff. Microsoft Build is an annual conference event held by Microsoft aimed at software engineers and web developers using Windows, Microsoft Azure, and other Microsoft technologies. Here are some new developments from this conference related to artificial intelligence. 
Microsoft Azure AI is introducing two updates to Azure Cognitive Services to help developers deploy high-quality models as APIs and infuse language capabilities into their apps more efficiently and responsibly. Azure OpenAI Service, an Azure Cognitive Service, is now available in preview. Approved customers can access different models from OpenAI, including the GPT-3 base series, Ada, Babbage, Curie and DaVinci, Codex series and embedding models, with the enterprise capabilities of Azure. OpenAI service helps customers enable new reasoning and comprehension capabilities for building cutting-edge apps for use cases such as writing assistance, code generation, and making sense of unstructured data. With features like fine-tuning and built-in responsible AI, customers can also tailor the model to their specific needs to detect and mitigate harmful use. Azure Cognitive Service for Language now offers summarization for documents and conversations, a new capability that helps developers quickly surface key information in documents and contact center calls, such as the reason for the call and resolution. Additional capabilities now generally available include custom-named entity recognition to help developers identify terms specific to a domain, and custom text classification to help developers organize and categorize text with a customer's domain-specific labels, such as a support ticket or invoice. The Azure Machine Learning Responsible AI Dashboard, now in preview, is a new feature within Azure Machine Learning to help developers and data scientists more easily implement responsible AI. The dashboard brings together multiple capabilities such as Data Explorer, Fairness, Model Interpretability, Error Analysis and Counterfactual and Casual Inference Analysis, which helps developers debug their models and make more informed, data-driven decisions. In addition, Azure Machine Learning now offers Responsible AI Scorecard to summarize model performance and insights, helping technical and non-technical audiences understand the impact of applying Responsible AI. Other updates to Azure Machine Learning include Azure Machine Learning Managed Endpoints, now generally available, help developers and data scientists more easily deploy large-scale machine learning models for both real-time and batch inferencing. AutoML features in preview include support for natural language processing and image tasks, generation of models, training codes, and enhancements for product integration and machine learning operations, or MLOps. The Python SDK v2 in preview simplifies the developer experience and the command line interface v2 generally available allows users to participate in the machine learning lifecycle without needing to learn specific programming languages. Oh, so I could just get involved without actually knowing anything. This is cool. Maybe I should. Fancy a, a change of line of work your, your cock over here does. Your Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, the King of Kent, I mean, does. Seven actors in the UK angry at AI. Oh, yes. In a campaign at website equity.org.uk, the website of trade union that is fighting for audio artist, 
professional performers and creative workers, the British actors write, quote, UK law is failing to protect performers' rights. We need to act now. The use of artificial intelligence, AI, has grown rapidly across the audio and entertainment industry of recent years, from automated audiobooks and voice assistants to deep fake videos and text-to-speech tools. But UK intellectual property law has failed to keep pace, and this is leading to performers being exploited. We know that. Performers are having their image, voice or likeness reproduced by others using AI technology without their consent. Because of loopholes in the law, performers are not being fairly paid for the reproduction of their work and sometimes not paid at all. Not on. Performers are kept in the dark about their rights and contracts. 79% of performers who have undertaken AI work felt that they did not have a full understanding of their performers' rights, as set out in the Copyright Designs and Patents Act of 1988 before signing the contract. Performers are being asked to sign non-disclosure agreements without any knowledge of what the job entails. 65% of performers think the development of AI technology poses a threat to employment opportunities in the performing arts sector. This figure rose to 93% for audio artists. 93% of equity members think that the government should introduce new legal protections for performers so that a performance cannot be reproduced by AI technology without their consent. Artificial intelligence could have a hugely positive impact on the entertainment industry, but we need to make sure it works for performers and not just their bosses. End quote. Yeah, quite right, I'd say. Just another angle that AI is shoving humans out the way and stepping in, taking taking their jobs. Hey, listen, people just, you know, you got to get your head around it and just enjoy life. Enjoy what the AI's got to give you, I guess. I think. What else can you do? Have faith in Jesus, that's what I suggest. Their campaign also includes interesting background info about using AI. What is artificial intelligence? The government defines artificial intelligence as technologies with the ability to perform tasks that would otherwise require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition and language translation. Commercial AI companies can be found across the entertainment industry, including voice, modelling, music, dance, journalism and gaming. Examples of how AI is used. Automated audiobooks are made by replicating and reusing a performer's voice that you have recorded. Hold on. I see what's going on here. Interactive avatars are created by 3D body scanning a performer's body and manipulating their body and movement using AI. Performance synthetization. AI-made performance synthetization is one of the ways that the technology is used in the entertainment industry. This is the process of creating a performance by manipulating the likeness or a performance of a performer. Examples include deepfake videos in which a person in an existing image or video is replaced with someone else's likeness. Current intellectual property law does not protect performers and other stakeholders against AI-made performance synthetization. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of on board with it, to be fair, because a bit, bit bored of what people can come up with. 
<sighs> you know what I mean? Oh, boring, isn't it? Eighthly, the future of the web is marketing copy generated by algorithms. AI startups are helping writers tailor articles that appear near the top of Google search results. At least 14 companies sell access to software that uses GPT-3, the language model from OpenAI, to generate headlines, product descriptions, blog posts, and video scripts, Wired reported. These services enable people to have little experience or skill in writing to make content that's optimized for web search engines. Content Edge allows users to type or paste text into an editing window outfitted with GPT-3-powered tools for improving it. One tool suggests frequently searched-for keywords. Another generates paragraphs sprinkled with words found on web pages that are highly ranked by Google. Jasper provides templates for 50 common types of marketing posts, including YouTube video scripts, LinkedIn bios, and Amazon product descriptions. It creates tailor-made prose given a company name, product description, and selected tone of voice, such as professional or Hulk Hogan. A plagiarism checker flags instances when GPT reproduces its training data verbatim. Copysmith focuses on generating cohesive language across marketing campaigns. Users can enter an outline or keywords into a template, and Copysmith will generate text and check it for plagiarism. There is a common theme starting to emerge here, isn't there? I wonder what it is. Can you work it out? Number 9. Meta Reorganization Aims to Decentralize Facebook's AI Efforts Facebook parent Meta announced a broad reorganization of its AI efforts, a move that will embed more work within product teams and will also see a top AI executive leave the company. Like rivals Google and Microsoft, Meta is looking to make sure that machine learning and AI are used broadly throughout the company, not locked away in research units. Driving the news, Facebook, which had previously centralized much of its AI effort, will shift much of that effort to produce teams which were already doing an increasing amount of work around machine learning. Vice President Jerome Percenti, who has spent the last four years leading AI efforts and helped design the new structure, will leave Meta later this month. Responsible AI team will join Meta's social impact team, while Facebook AI Research, or FAIR, will move into the research unit within Reality Labs. A new cross-functional team of AI leads will report to Joel Pinu, while Chief AI Scientist Yan Li Hon, who helped establish Meta's AI efforts nearly a decade ago, will remain in his current role. Yeah, a little shift, shuffle, shifting shuffling going on from a, your Facebook corporation. It's a big race, isn't it? Who's going to win? Who's, who's going to win the race? And entering double figures in our news articles with number 10, this fortnight being a Bumper episode, full chock block of artificial intelligence news over at AI.cooking. Best practices for deploying language models. 
Cohere, OpenAI, and AI21 Labs have developed a preliminary set of best practices applicable to any organization developing or deploying large language models. Computers that can read and write are here, and they have the potential to fundamentally impact daily life. The future of human-machine interaction is full of possibility and promise. But any powerful technology needs careful deployment. The joint statement below represents a step towards building a community to address global challenges presented by AI progress. And we encourage other organizations who would like to participate to get in touch. Legs 11. Meanwhile in Austria, a country in Eastern Europe located south of Czechia, Interesting new research regarding quantum computing has been published by Austrian Academy of Sciences. Demonstration of fault-tolerant universal quantum gate operations. A quote from their abstract. Quantum computers can be protected from noise by encoding the local quantum information redundantly into multiple qubits using error-correcting codes 1, 2... When manipulating the logical quantum states, it is imperative that errors caused by imperfect operations do not spread uncontrollably through the quantum register. This requires that all operations on the quantum register obey a fault-tolerant circuit design 3, 4, 5, which in general increases the complexity of the implementation. Here we demonstrate a fault-tolerant universal set of gates on two logical qubits in a trapped ion quantum computer. In particular, we make use of the recently introduced paradigm of flag-fault tolerance, where the absence or presence of dangerous errors is heralded by the use of auxiliary flag qubits 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We perform a logical qubit-controlled not-gate between two instances of 7-qubit color code 11-12 and fault-tolerantly prepare a logical magical state 8-13. We then realize a fault-tolerant logical T-gate by injecting the magic state by teleportation from one logical qubit into the other 14. We observe the hallmark feature of fault tolerance, a superior performance compared with a non-fault tolerant implementation, in combination with recently demonstrated quantum error correction cycles 15-16. These results provide a route towards error-corrected universal quantum computation. Commentary While for now quantum computing is still in research phase, in a few years it will hit mainstream what will mean having supercomputers in our smartphones and ability to break all current encryption methods by brute force because computing power of quantum computers is huge. Of course, it will also have impact on artificial intelligence development. So we will mention quantum computing from time to time in our podcast too. A baker's dozen number 12. More news from Eastern Europe. University Linz has published interesting paper. Hoppler, Modern Hopfield Networks for Tabular Data. A quote from Abstract. While deep learning excels in structured data as encountered in vision and natural language processing, it failed to meet its expectations on tabular data. 
for tabular data, support vector machines SVMs, random forests and gradient boosting are the best performing techniques with gradient boosting in the lead. Recently, we saw a surge of deep learning methods that were tailored to tabular data but still underperform compared to gradient boosting on small-sized datasets. We suggest Hopular, a novel deep learning architecture for medium and small-sized datasets, where each layer is equipped with continuous modern hopfield networks. The modern hopfield networks are stored data to identify feature 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 target, and sample-sample dependencies. Hopular's novelty is that every layer can directly access the original input as well as the whole training set via stored data in the Hopfield networks. Therefore, Hopular can stepwise update its current model and the resulting prediction at every layer like standard iterative learning algorithms. In experiments on small-sized tabular datasets with less than 1,000 samples, Hopular surpasses gradient boosting, random forests, SVMs and in particular several deep learning methods. In experiments on medium-sized tabular data with about 10,000 samples, Hopular outperforms XGBoost, CatBoost, LightGBM and a state-of-the-art deep learning method for designed tabular data. Thus, Hopular is a strong alternative to these methods on tabular data. It's also got a really neat name, Hopular. <laughs> I reckon that could become very popular. And in news article 14, you might miss news article previous to 14, but that does not exist. Smartphones will kill off the DSLR within three years, says Sony. Smartphone cameras and DSLRs have been moving in opposite directions for the past few years, and image quality from phones will finally trump that of their single-lens reflex rivals by 2024, according to Sony. So what tech will drive this continued rise of the best phone cameras? Sony points to a few factors including quantum saturation and improvements to AI processing. Interestingly, Sony also expects the sensor size in high-end model phones to double by 2024. In other news, 14, Google Research Brain Team has released new text-to-image AI. Oh, John, wasn't this our number one top news article or, or close to it? Yeah, it was number two. Oh, heck, I'll read it anyway. Can't have enough Dali in your life, can you? To date, the leader in the field has been Dali, a program created by commercial AI lab OpenAI and updated just back in April. Oh, oh, okay, this is a new thing. My bad, sorry. Last month, however, Google announced its own take on the genre, Imogen and it just unseated Dolly in the quality of its output. The best way to understand the amazing capability of these models is to simply look over some of the images they can generate. To see examples of images generated by Imogen software, and to read technical explanations how it works, please go to this website, imogen.research.google. Imogen is spelt I-M-A-G-E-N.
and you can see they are beating Dolly, higher quality and more photorealistic. As far as we know, this new text-to-image software from Google is not yet widely available like Dolly, but we will be watching it closely, so stay tuned. Once is for sure. Soon photoshopping will be no longer needed, as users will be able to tell AI to generate just any photorealistic images of extremely high quality. Yes, I've seen some of the images being posted on No Agenda Social um, of Pomeranians on thrones with tiger soldiers, and I, I don't, that just it would look it looked pretty good. It looked like um, yeah, looks all good. So ah, you know, sit back, be entertained, <laughs> take your soma. <laughs> this is where it's headed, is it not? It feels like it's headed that way. Right, our final news article. Number 15. Universities in Zurich and Hong Kong have published an interesting paper about AI models for hair. Neural HD hair. Automatic high-fidelity hair modelling from a single image using implicit neural representations. I've got good hair. I know some other podcaster with good hair. This could be interesting for us with good hair. I attribute my good hair to two things. One, I drink two litres of water a day, pretty much most days. Two, I've never had a job that's required me to wear a hat. Undoubtedly, high-fidelity 3D hair plays an indispensable role in digital humans. However, existing monocular hair modelling methods are either tricky to deploy in digital systems, e.g. due to their dependence on complex user interactions or large databases, or can produce only a coarse geometry. In this paper, we introduce Neural HT Hair, a flexible, fully automatic system for modeling high-fidelity hair from a single image. The key enablers of our system are two carefully designed neural networks. An IR hairnet. <laughs> An IR hairnet. Hairnet, I get it. Implicit representation for hair using neural network. For inferring high-fidelity 3D hair geometric features, 3D orientation field and 3D occupancy field, hierarchically. And a growing net, growing hair strands using neural net, to efficiently generate 3D hair strands in parallel. Specifically, we perform a course to fine manner and propose a novel voxel-aligned implicit function, or VIFU, to represent the global hair feature, which is further enhanced by the local details extracted from a hair luminance map. To improve the efficiency of traditionally hair growth algorithm, we adopt a local neural implicit function to grow strands based on the estimated 3D hair geometric features. Extensive experiments show that our method is capable of constructing a high-fidelity 3D hair model from a single image, both efficiently and effectively, and achieves the state-of-the-art performance. Cool, man. I'm looking forward to seeing cooler hair. <laughs> Hair's so cool, isn't it? I'm not trying to, like, lord it over anyone that doesn't have it, but... I think hair's pretty cool. Even sometimes, and in some cases, quite a lot of cases, actually... The lack of hair can be quite cool too. Finally, the Knowledge Corner! Neural Networks, where we quote from famous AI educator Andrew Ng from his latest article. 
Neural networks find the function. Let's get this out of the way. A brain is not a cluster of graphics processing units, and if it were, it would run software far more complex than the typical artificial neural network. Yet, neural networks were inspired by the brain's architecture, each of which computes its own output depending on the states of its neighbors. The resulting cascade of activity forms an idea or recognizes a picture of a cat. From biological to artificial, the insight that the brain learns through interactions among neurons dates back to 1873. But it wasn't until 1943 that American neuroscientists Warren McCulloch and Walter Pitts modeled biological neural networks using simple mathematical rules. In 1958, American psychologist Frank Rosenblatt developed the perception, a single-layer visual network implemented on punch cards with the intention of building a hardware version for the United States Navy. Bigger is better. Rosenblatt's invention recognized only classes that could be separated by a line. Ukrainian mathematicians Alexei Evakneko and Valentin Lapa overcame this limitation by stacking networks of neurons in any number of layers. In 1985, working independently, French computer scientist Jan Lee Kuhn, David Parker and American psychologist David Rommelhart and his colleagues described using backpropagation to train such networks efficiently. In the first decade of the new millennium, researchers including Kumar Chelapilla, David Steinkraus and Rachat Reiner, with Andrew Ng, accelerated neural networks using graphical processing units, which has enabled ever larger neural networks to learn from the immense amounts of data generated by the internet. Fit for every task. The idea behind a neural network is simple. For any task, there is a function that can perform it. A neural network constitutes a trainable function by combining many simple functions, each executed by a single neuron. A neuron's function is determined by adjustable parameters called weights. Given random values for those weights and examples of inputs and their desired outputs, it's possible to alter the weights iteratively until the trainable function performs the task at hand. A neuron accepts various inputs, for example, numbers representing a pixel or word, or the outputs of the previous layer, multiplies them by its weights, adds the products, and feeds the sum through a nonlinear function, or activation function chosen by the developer. Consider it linear regression plus an activation function. Training modifies the weights. For every example input, the network computes an output and compares it to the expected output. Backpropagation uses gradient descent to change the weights to reduce the difference between actual and expected outputs. Repeat this process enough times with enough good examples and the network should learn to perform the task. Black box. While a trained network may perform its task, good luck determining how. You can read the final function, but often it's so complex, with thousands of variables and nested activation functions, that it's exceedingly difficult to explain how the network succeeded at its task. Moreover, a trained network is only as good as the data it learned from. For instance, if the dataset was skewed, the network's output would be skewed. If it included only high-resolution images of male cats, there's no telling how it would respond to lower-resolution images.
Toward common sense, reporting on Rosenblatt's perception in 1958, the New York Times blazed the trail for AI hype by calling it the embryo of an electronic computer that the United States Navy expects will be able to walk, talk, see, write, reproduce itself and be conscious of its existence. While it didn't live up to that billing, it begot a host of impressive models, convolutional neural networks for images, recurrent neural networks for texts, and transformers for images, text, speech, video, protein structures, and more. They've done amazing things, exceeding human-level performance in playing Go, and approaching it in practical tasks, like diagnosing X-ray images. Yet, they still have a hard time with common sense and logical reasoning. <laughs> Go figure. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe, and stay dangerous, Fragilinas. The singularity is near!